Thank you for joining us. The Dacus Report is on the air to defend your religious freedom, your parental rights, and other civil liberties. And now, with the latest information, is your host, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus. Welcome to the Dacus Report. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. I first want to talk about something really very positive in terms of a ministry. Occasionally on this program, uh, when we find a ministry that is committed to furthering God's kingdom, that is uh, potentially national in scope, is something that people often really don't know much about or have never heard of, and yet is something that they can actually volunteer and become a part of it. Um, we want to cover them. We want to let people know about those ministries. And there's one that I've had my eye on for quite a while uh, from its inception. And it's exciting to see how, by the, how through the grace of God, the power of God, it has taken off. And I know you're going to be encouraged to, to, as we talk about that today, to help me uh, talk about that. We have with us here one of the co-founders of this ministry, uh, Diane Langan. Thank you, Diane. Thank you, Brad, for having us on. Now, the name of your ministry is Morale Boosters. Yes. Morale Boosters. What is Morale Boosters? We are a nonprofit Christian ministry that's dedicated to supporting and encouraging law enforcement with the message of Christ. Okay. And when you say law enforcement, do you mean just uh, police officers or how broad is law enforcement? Really pretty much all scope of it. Um, police, sheriff, Border Patrol, Customs, we've even done a few um, booths for ICE agents. So it's it's where the uh, support is needed. Well, all, all those areas are areas where there's yeah. been a, a tremendous uh, pressure. The, the, the left, the media has been very antagonistic, hostile. Local governments have been very hostile to these people. Absolutely. So uh, it's very timely. And in fact, when you first started this ministry... How long ago did you start this ministry? 2015, we began supporting um, sheriff and police. And then in 2018, we added Border Patrol. Both of those were brought on by things that were going out, going on in the, the community or in the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you first started, this was before there was the riots. Mm -hmm. This yes. is before there was the defund the police. Yes. Uh, I find this interesting how God called you guys to do this. Uh, to and prepare the ministry in advance mm -hmm. for the needs that were going to be taking place on a very large scale. Uh, so I, I'm excited to, to, to see how God has done that. I know we at Pacific Justice Institute, it's interesting, you know, we were founded in 1997. And uh, that's when I, along with former U.S. Attorney General Ed Meese, started the, the ministry. And, you know, we, we've grown and we've grown and we've grown, mm -hmm. but we really started to grow exponentially to have offices all across the country. Uh, just a few years ago, uh, prior to the pandemic, and it was for such a time as this yes. that that growth took place, that God pre uh, prepared us to be able to serve hundreds of thousands of members of the body of Christ who are losing their jobs, uh, who are being kicked out of college, who are uh, being booted out of the military. And all these other uh, employers who are being told they had to compromise their faith. It's how God works to position us. And that's exactly what I think he's done with your ministry uh, today and what you're doing. Now, what is the primary goal of your ministry? We want to um, provide that encouragement through practical means. We actually want the individual mm -hmm. officers 
to receive something that says there are citizens out here that support you. Um, and we're an organized group. So um, being a nonprofit <coughs> ministry, we can reach out to various law enforcement agencies um, around the country. We have literally covered from Seattle to New York to um, Texas uh, to uh, Columbus, Ohio, all these, and as well as LAPD, but we also um, serve U.S. Border Patrol, as I said earlier, and uh, we've been able to serve 40 out of the 71 stations along the southern border, and we will continue until they're all covered at least once, if not multiple times. Wow. But that's done through a variety of small booths. Um, and when we, we call them boosts because it really does boost their morale yeah, to what, receive. What, it's funny when I hear like morale boosters, I'm thinking, I, I, I sort of picture <laughs> you coming in there with, you know, cheerleading outfit and motivational speaker and well, you know, rah, rah, you know, America or go law enforcement. Give me yeah. a, you know, but it's not, it's not that. No, it's, it's very, it's small practical ways, sometimes larger boosts um, as well. But most of the time we're mailing these because we can't physically go there and, and interrupt their day, but it's also logistically difficult. So we send um, peacemaker Bibles, which seems to be a big hit with them. We send handwritten thank you notes. We send um, high quality pens that says Jesus backs the blue or Jesus backs the green and has um, our website. All of our information directs them to our website, which has encouraging and, and gospel messages. Okay. You now, recorded one for us. Yes, I remember. Yeah. I remember. Now, as, going, as far as the pen goes, it says Jesus backs the blue. That's police officers. Mm -hmm. Jesus blacks, blacks green. the green. We're not talking about it. border patrol. Yeah. I was going to say, we're not, <laughs> I was say like yeah. you know, environmentalists. What's it it might be deputies. It might be border patrol. And okay. It's just sort of a universal. Yeah. Yeah. And that's true. They do wear green. Yes, that's they true. do. So, uh, so you have that, that. You also have... Um, the, the Peacemakers, uh, New Testament, it's mm -hmm. actually customized for law enforcement. Yes, it is. Yeah. So in there is is material information, sort of stories, I guess, encouraging them. Yes, talking about the types of things that, that really um, affect them, suicide, depression, family strife, etc. We also do larger boosts, um, as I said, lunches, meals, um, okay, no, let's and talk about muffins that. sent to them. We, we literally query the, the department and say, what would be what would work for you? And we let them pick it out. Okay. So do you actually go to the police stations or where the border patrol people are, the police officers, or is this all done via mail? It's both. Okay. It's both. If it's, if it's, we're within a proximity, reasonable proximity, we will go there. We have traveled to many times to go to those um, departments, depending on, on um, where they are and what the need is and what we've decided to do. But we did our very first large boost for Border Patrol where was um, three days of lunch for different stations in um, the um, El Centro sector. And it just worked out that we were able to barbecue big lunch for them. And, and um, it was, we didn't know this until God put it in this place. And, and um, it ended up um, coincidentally being during their furlough. They had not gotten a paycheck for two weeks. Oh, wow. So we now were this, feeding them. That's now, just uh, one of those things. And El Centro is right there, um, Southern, Cal uh, Southern California, sort of in between San Diego and the border with Arizona. Yes. And it's right there on the border, U.S.-Mexican mm -hmm. border. Um, and so you, you went down there, you reached out. Uh, have you seen any, have anyone um, like, you know, responded to the gospel of anyone, you know, given their lives to Christ that you know of, or is this more of a, uh, an encouragement of, 
of believers there or how, what's your target? How, how does this work? Well, we do work a lot with chaplains and the chaplains tell us that our thank you cards, which are really a small thing, but it's, it makes a big difference. Uh, thank you cards written by sin, that are sincere. We're not talking about it. Thank you for your service. It's a note that from a, a passionate and an understanding um, citizen from all over the country, we collect these notes. And they, uh, the chaplains use those to open doors with what might be a pretty toughened agent or officer, and um, and that gives them an inward. We've been able to have quite a few conversations also, and um, it, just depending on the, the circumstance, we don't always get a lot of time with individual agents, but sometimes phone calls follow afterwards or emails. And um, so that's when we're able to do a little bit more, but we're building, we're building trust and relationship every time we go do a boost, every time we send something. And uh, that's the, the benefit of that. Through relationship, we can present Christ to them. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's not just a feel good. No. Uh, it's, it's bringing the hope of the gospel, the hope of Christ, or for believers, uh, the promises yes. from God's word that they can rely on. And, and uh, they, of course, you provide the, the Bible with the, also it includes, uh, you provide the book of, of, excuse me, you provide the New Testament with uh, the book of Proverbs and Psalms. Is mm -hmm. that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's very encouraging as well. Mm -hmm. And, and our, God, our website has those messages on it, which we really like to get them to that because they're about 10 to 15 minutes long. And that's about the amount of time that they'll spend, we've discovered. And, um, and they're, they're excellent messages. And yeah. it's just for law enforcement. And, you know, another reason I, I wanted to bring you on is because we have, there's so much negative out there. Mm -hmm. uh, there's so many, you know, evil uh, politicians. Mm -hmm. And I use that word, I'm not using that just flippantly evil politicians attacking, putting law enforcement at risk, uh, bailing out criminals yes, so they can go out and kill more people. Uh, we, you know, we saw, I know, you know, I know Kamala Harris, you know, vice president, she, she has financially supported yeah. those evil funds and institutions in the BLM that want that, that actually bail out criminals who then go out and kill and murder and pillage. We've seen this happen. It's horrific. It's and, and it's it's easy for us to just focus just on the evil. Yeah. But instead, it's all what we as believers need to do also is like, OK, what can we do positively, proactively to minister uh, to those who are being attacked by by such uh, evil and demonic forces? And that's what you're that's what you're doing. And I think that's uh, so important. Why why is this type of support needed right now within the law enforcement community? Well, they have been unjustly vilified. They're not only finding that they were they took this job on because they have the desire to help people, to, to protect the community and to be of service. Uh, they were once the heroes that we revered and now they're being vilified and they're being um, defunded. They're they're all short stabbed. We haven't talked to a single department that, including Border Patrol, that does have that has all of the staffing they need because many are quitting, taking early retirement because of the pressures that have gone on. And not just with the vaccine mandate, um, but uh, but prior to that. Um, so legislatively, there's a lot of a lot of things that are happening that are not good for the policing environment. I had one officer just last week tell me that um, she feels like. The command isn't on her side. The public isn't on her side. And um, she said, every day I go out there and put my life on the line. And I know I might be prosecuted for doing my job if I make a, a small mistake. 
and be videotaped. And she said, it's, it's, it's so different now than it was just a few years ago. Yeah. I can imagine. Now I, I, I can see why we have, you know, body cameras, mm-hmm. why we have that. Uh, it gets, it gives greater trust in some ways, greater protection for law enforcement. We have false allegations. We've seen lots of lies and false allegations saying, you know, like in Ferguson is a yes. classic example where the, yeah, everyone says, he said, he, he put his hands up and say, don't shoot, don't, you know, like this. And turns out it was a big lie. Yeah. Instead, what the guy did is uh, the criminal, he went and turned and stormed, I mean, rushed right for the police officer head first to try to take his gun again and try to beat him up and maybe kill him. Uh, so these cameras do a lot of good. Yes, they do. And, but the problem though, it does increase the uh, intensity, I guess, and the stress because, uh, because a lot of these government entities and cities like Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, and others are looking for a mistake. Yeah. They, they're not behind the police officers. Exactly. They're, they're looking for a reason to get one of the police officers mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and to harass them. And that's what we're dealing with, an increase of stress, increase of de- in depression, I understand. And suicide as well, which is really tragic. In 2019 alone, it was a 38% increase in law enforcement suicide, mostly in police um, and sheriff, um, and as well as Border Patrol. It's, it's tragic that that sometimes feels like their only answer. And uh, we're, we're trying to do what we can to be able to let them know that there are citizens out there that care about them. And Another officer um, he's actually a chaplain for a very large uh, department in the West Coast here. I won't say which. He just recently told me that it's the they keep being told that there is a silent majority out there that support them. And he said it's time that the silent majority finds its voice before it's too late. He's been in policing for a very long time. And he said he sees just a steady decline of morale and they they aren't going to continue to do that job. I mean, think about it. If if that's if they're just continually vilified and harassed, their families are harassed. We know border patrol agents who their families will not tell any of their friends or coworkers what their husband does for a living. Oh. I mean, that's just tragic. These are heroes among us, and and they're not. And we got to spend a, um, some time with the uh, a few of the families or couples. A couple weeks ago, we put on a, a morale booster sponsored a marriage and relationship training um, two weeks ago because they asked for it. The federal government doesn't provide it, so we provided it. You know, why did they ask for it? Why, I mean, why, why do they need that? Because their families are under tremendous stress. Um, not many people know that border agents are required and demand commanded to work 16-hour shifts if they're short. They can't leave the line short. Um, well, they still do, but that's how they're trying to cover it. So and that's the because there's family, not enough not hired. Good. And in fact, a lot of them have been fired because they didn't get the, the vaccine. I just know like thousands, several thousand were fired by the Biden administration mm-hmm. because they said, look, I'm, I, I have religious objections to, to this vaccine. I didn't want the vaccine. And even though they were working predominantly outdoors, yeah. they were still fired. So then we have others having to work long hours. And subjecting our, are uh, risking our national security with drug drug lords and thugs coming across mm-hmm. the border. Last year, killing over a hundred thousand Americans died as a result of Biden's border policy because they died from fentanyl, and fentanyl comes from Mexico. Yes. So, mm-hmm. 
it's it's very tragic. And then to see these people on the, the border there, I mean, they're the front line. They're seeing what's happening. Yeah. And they see their commander in chief is their enemy in chief. And and politicians left of the aisle are their enemy in chief. And they're trying to protect their country. So I can see why they have a lot of stress. Uh, frankly, if I was in, in law enforcement uh, for the city of L.A. or Seattle or Chicago, I would seriously be considering saying, you know what, maybe yeah. the, maybe there's a job in Boise. Maybe there's a job in, uh, you know, a nice suburban community, maybe Tulsa, Oklahoma, you know, where, where people appreciate law enforcement um, and, and, and don't try to, to go against us. So I see there's a lot of, of issues there. What are some of the major other challenges that are facing law enforcement right now? Well, as I said, the legislature um, is is and the DAs are working against them is what they feel because they and see and the and these, cycles. Of, this is in California, but also in there's some other cities, too. Other, other, yeah. other states, New York, and New, New York, York yeah. um, Washington mm -hmm. State, Oregon, I'm sure, mm -hmm. uh, where, you know, Illinois is probably another one. Mm -hmm. So uh, so the legislation uh, they see from a local level, they don't hear also support from people. Not um, enough. Not enough. Not enough. And that's what we're trying to do is combat that with even small means. It, it's it's amazing how something so small and practical as um, getting a delicious muffin and some treats sent to your station with a great note and thank you notes, uh, the Bibles, the pens, the uh, we've even done the hand sanitizers to NYPD when they could not find hand sanitizers for their officers during the height of the pandemic. We just sort of try to figure out what they need by talking to them. And um, so, you know, we, if we have a contact with inside a department, that's what we do. But the, the challenges mm -hmm. for their families, as you, as you asked, is uh, mostly mm -hmm. overwork, stress that they, it, it's hard for them not to bring it home, which right. is one of the things that our training worked on two weeks ago. Um, and uh, they said it was actually the, some of the best training that they've ever had. Oh, that's great. And it was, it was excellent, but um yeah. yeah, no, that's great. I, I know that, you know, right now we at Pacific Justice Institute are in the process, uh, Diane, of, uh, of litigating, of suing Border Patrol. Oh, and that's the right. reason the reason we're suing U.S. Border Patrol is because uh, one of the workers there, uh, she's a woman. She's in the women's locker room where they change, they shower, they, you know, dry off. I mean, and change and all. Well, a man comes in. And instead of saying, oh, sorry, and walking out, he says, hey, get used to this. I see myself as a woman. And she complained, and the other women complained, and they said, Border, U.S. Border Patrol said, well, you know, um, you know, we offered a, a separate place for him to, to change and shower his own place. But he says, no, he wants to be with the women. Now, over 70% of men who actually have gender identity dysphoria, who actually have that dysphoria, over 70% are still turned on by women. Hmm. So this is, is very, very problematic. Yeah. Um, so she complains. They do nothing. She has to change in her pickup truck in the parking lot, looking around to her left and right to see if anyone's watching her change, of, you know, in, in and out of her uniform. We at Pacific Justice have stepped up. We have filed a major lawsuit in federal court Good. to go to bat for her and other Border Patrol agents who do not want to have to be visually violated on a daily basis as a condition to work for the United States government. Mm -hmm. That is just one separate little corner of the big picture of so much other stress that I think to some degree, 
comes from way up top oh, yeah. in terms of the, the Biden administration and permeating down uh, policies that a lot of them were initiated through the Obama administration that uh, are not friendly to faith or people of faith and people like this wonderful Border Patrol agent who does not want to be naked and shower in front of, of a man every day. Yes. And, you know, I've actually been in those locker rooms. That's the restrooms that I, as a woman, use when we go visit the Border Patrol. I can't imagine having a man walk in there and 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 be in that environment. That would be in the it's it's not right. Yeah. Um, Mentally, emotionally, psychologically. Yeah. I mean, what would a, what would your the husband do of a man, uh, oh. a, a husband of, of a wife who's being yeah. visually violated? Yeah. Um, well, and what you talked about no with the Biden administration, they tell us the same thing sort of on the side. They, you know, they're a little careful, but they many, many, many tell us that it made it, it was a huge difference. Also in workload, think about the thousands and thousands of, of more illegals that are streaming across the border on a daily basis. So they have an increased workload, sh- have staff shortages. They're asked to do jobs that they aren't trained to do their babysitting in many cases during right. this hospital watch, which is increased because the legals are, are increasing. Um, hospital watches is what they have to do when there's an, uh, an illegal that's been hurt. Um, anyway, that's yeah, so they, they care for illegals. Oh, they don't, very much so. They don't whip and beat illegals. Oh no. Quite the opposite. They bring baby clothes and baby formula and diapers from their own house yeah. when they were running short. Yeah. So, toys. so yeah. it's all about it's very, very compassionate, very loving. Uh, it's sort of aggravating for, you know, we the people uh, knowing that these are illegals coming in. And, you know, when Biden, when Trump was was president, he halted Obama's policy. He says, no, they're here illegally. Uh, they go back across the border while their case uh, mm-hmm. is pending for alleged, quote unquote, asylum, you know, legitimate asylum. Um, the overall majority of that is are is falsified, you know, information mm-hmm. uh, that's that they provide to try to get an asylum or religious asylum. Um, but but Trump did it very a- aggressively to stem the flow. And now my understanding is even as we speak, there are still hundreds of thousands that are just simply let, that are simply not only let go, but provided transportation to other parts of the country yeah. by the by the Biden administration. And not vaccinated. And not vaccinated. And mm-hmm. I can see this being very discouraging mm-hmm. for these Border Patrol agents who are losing their jobs yep. because they're not vaccinated. But these who are who are criminally entering this country are not vaccinated. No problem with them. And by the way, we're going to just send you out all across America. Mm-hmm. Uh, taxpayers, U.S. taxpayers are going to pay for this. Plane flights, bus trips, and, and handouts. Uh, so you can never show up in court which is effectively what happens. Yeah. So this is uh, extremely frustrating. I know we at Pacific Justice, as far as the vaccine issue, um, we really take it to heart. Border Patrol agents, law enforcement agents. I know yes. right now we're representing law enforcement, uh, firefighters uh, who are losing their jobs because they filed for a religious exemption lawfully under the law, under Title VII, um, and it was wrongfully denied. And now... These brave, you know, men and women who've been sacrificing for our country are losing their jobs in cities like Los Angeles that is desperately in need of more law enforcement and has crime skyrocketing and victimizing innocent people. Uh, it's 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 very discouraging, I'm sure. And then you have people like uh, the district attorney of Los Angeles, 
uh, who is openly just letting criminals go. Mm-hmm. I can see why police officers there would be very discouraged. They are. They're very discouraged. And one uh, Santa Ana officer recently just told me that um, it's sort of like survival time. They look at it's just changed that much that they just try to survive their day. Um, they don't know who to trust. And uh, they certainly don't trust, you know, the, the local um, powers that be, the district attorneys, et cetera. And um, so it's really the atmosphere has changed. That's why we really need to do something to, well, that's why we are doing what we're doing and would encourage your audience to, to join us if they would like to. Uh, yeah. Now, let's say someone is, um, what, what parts of a country, say they want to get involved, do they have to be in just certain parts of a country to get involved? Or can no. they get involved anywhere in the country? Anywhere in the country. I have card writers is what I call them. Card writers um, who send me uh, thank you cards in there. As again, we, we care about the quality. They, we have them in New York and Georgia and Florida, in Texas, um, Christian schools that uh, have their school children send um, handwritten cards. Those are always really special. Pacific Justice Institute invites you to join in the fight to protect our religious liberties. Consider volunteering in one of our California offices or become an affiliate attorney. Visit our website to find out more, pji.org. And while you're there, subscribe to our Legal Insider to keep updated on all of our current cases. Pacific Justice Institute. Together, we can make a difference. So folks, just remember, it's our God-given freedoms we're talking about. Now, let's choose to keep them. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Let's continue the fight for your freedoms. Thank you for listening in today. To find out more about the Pacific Justice Institute or the Dacus Report, call 916-857-6900 or log on to pacificjustice.org.